0: This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I'm happy to be with you today and excited to bring you a bit of news. Actually, maybe it's not news for you, but it was news for me, and I'm excited because... The topic is one of my favorite. It is about prayer. In our Catholic Church, there are many fun and different and unique celebrations. And this year, the year 2024, Pope Francis announced on January 21st that this year would be a year of prayer. Now you might think, what? What, Don't we pray all the time? Well, yes. I I do hope that we pray, and if not all the time, at least frequently. 2024 is the year of prayer in preparation for the year 2025, which is a jubilee year. Let's go back a minute. 2024, year of prayer. What does this mean? Well, first of all, why are we focusing on prayer? And how do we use prayer to prepare? And I think that's really the the point of it, right? The point of it is, is that we're going to have this fabulous jubilee year in 2025, and we need to be ready for it. And one of the best ways to be ready for it is to know what God wants us to do. And in order to know what God wants us to do, we have to ask him. And the best way to ask God what he wants us to do is in prayer. Before I get too much into what I wanted to talk about, I want to just go over a couple of highlight from the press conference where uh, the Office of Evangelization, the Vatican uses a different name for it. It's the dicastery for evangelization, but it's office. We can say office, right? Because that's what it is. They talked about what is the point of having a year of prayer? Why? Why is it so important? And what the church is asking us to do is to intensify our prayer. They're asking us to go back to basics, to rebuild and renew our spiritual practices, because what they want, and when I say they, it isn't really them. I think this is a beautiful hope for all of us who are Catholic and Christian, that the church and the people of God are to become a concrete sign of hope to the whole world. A concrete sign of hope. Prayer can do that because prayer changes us. Prayer makes us conform, and I don't mean that in a rigid way, but prayer helps us to conform more to God. And in doing that, we become the people that he created us to be. And if we are those people, then how could we not help but be a sign of hope? To the world. The, the other thing they point out, which I thought was very interesting, they use this phrase that prayer is nourishment for the Christian life of faith, hope, and charity. It's nourishment. We all know that we need to take in bodily nourishment. We need food as nourishment, but prayer is also nourishment for the Christian life. If we want to live a life full of faith, hope, and charity, then we need to start with whatever is going to fuel us to have that life. And that is, that is prayer. So I turned to the catechism. I turned to the catechism and I want to just, three points from the catechism. First, super big picture, what is prayer? And I have two quotes from the catechism, uh, 2558 and 2559. And I'll link those. I'm going to be quoting a lot of different things from the catechism. I'll link the whole thing in the show notes, uh, but it starts really 2558. So what is prayer? Prayer is the great mystery of faith. St. Teresa of Lisieux says that, for me, prayer is a surge of the heart. It is a simple look turned toward heaven. It is a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. And then further on down, it says, from St. John Damascene, Prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God or requesting the good things of God. Raising one's mind and heart to God or requesting the good things of God. That's what prayer is about. It is about lifting our minds and hearts to God, to the one who created us, to the one who wants what is good and holy and best for us, And turning our minds toward him instead of, at least during that time of prayer, instead of the things of the world, we lift our minds and hearts toward God. When Pope Francis talks about getting back to basics, I think, what does that mean? I think first, it might be helpful to answer, what is really the point of of prayer? Well, one is, prayer is a covenant, between us and God, right? Because we pray to someone that we believe is listening. We pray to someone who we believe cares. We pray to someone who is going to act on our behalf. We're not just praying to the wind. We're not just lifting our eyes up to the clouds. We are praying to God who loves us and cares for us. When we do that, we we admit, we acquiesce, that we have faith. If you don't have faith, why are you praying? Where does that impetus, though, that desire to to pray, where does it come from? And Scripture, especially the Old Testament, talks about that prayer comes from the heart. It is the heart that prays. It is not our mind. It is the heart If our heart is far from God, the words of prayer are in vain. Now, that's what the Catechism says, that the heart prays. And if our heart is far from God, the words of prayer are in vain. Because our heart is where we go to, to know God. And only God can fill our hearts. Only God can fill our hearts. When we pray, we are expressing that we have a covenant relationship with God. We have an action of God, we have an action of ourselves, and it is a desire to be in union with God. Prayer is also communion. Prayer is also communion. It is how we are unified with the entire the entire human spirit and with the Trinity. When we pray, We are united with the whole community of believers, with the whole body of Christ and with the Trinity. And so there's unity in that. Prayer lifts our minds and hearts to God. It is a gift that we are given, that ability to pray. Prayer is also a covenant. God speaks to us in our heart, and that is where we know him. It is a relationship formed between us and him, who loves us and created us. And then prayer is communion. It is a living relationship, one that needs to be nurtured if it is to grow. It needs to be nurtured if it is to bear fruit. I want to go back to what was said in the, uh, the document that was put out by the Dicastery <laughs> or Office of Evangelization from the Vatican. Getting back to basics. What are the basics of prayer? Now, I'm sure if you've listened to me more than like three times, you're going to know that one of the things I want to say is silence. And we're going to get to that in a minute, because silence can sometimes be difficult for people. But I think part of it is knowing the prayers of the church. The great prayer of the church is the mass. And so participating in the mass is a beautiful way to pray. So that's one big way to pray. Then there are the other basics, like sort of like the basic prayers. If someone were to say to me, okay, what are the basic prayers a a Catholic needs to know? You probably can roll some of these off your tongue just as easily as I can. They are Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. You should probably know an act of contrition, maybe a morning offering, maybe another prayer or two to Mary. The Nicene Creed, which is the creed we pray at Mass. The Apostles' Creed, those are prayers what we would call a rote prayer, prayers that we've memorized, prayers that we say in common often. Those are the prayers that we hold in common and they're important and they're necessary. But then there are those other prayers, those prayers that we have simply between us, ourselves alone and God. Those are the ones where the heart speaks to the heart, right? Where we tell God all the things that we can't or won't or don't want to tell to other people because they will misunderstand or give us advice or tell us it's no big deal. God on the other hand, no, he listens. He holds those prayers, those middle of the night prayers, those prayers of anger, frustration, confusion. He holds those very close to himself. And he tries to help us with those. How do we get back to basics? I think the first way to get back to basics is to consider what are the prayers that you are saying on a regular basis? And possibly, does that that need to change? Does the type of praying you need to do need to change? The Our Father is one of the most beautiful prayers and probably not something we often take the time To pray well and really understand because we've prayed it so many times and we've known it for so long and it's just maybe very, very rote. So maybe a consideration, getting back to basics, finding out what is your favorite prayer? Do you want to know, learn a new prayer? And then to go back to the prayer that simply says to God, I am here. You are with me. I am listening. And that's the prayer of silence which again, not news to anyone that I'm saying that, right? And I don't say this to you to make your life more complicated or to tell you that you're not doing something correctly. It's a suggestion. It's an opportunity to look at your prayer life and think, are you reaching out to God in a way that allows him to speak to you? And I know that God is God, and God can speak to us in many, many different ways. But wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be pleasant to take 15 minutes every day and sit and be quiet, oh, aside from distractions, not listening to a meditation, not reading a book, just sitting in silence? When I hear the term "back to basics" in terms of prayer, to me, it talks. It's it's talking about going back to the core of who we are as Catholics, who we are as Christians, who we are as people of God, of people of faith. And so the basics, always prayer, daily prayer, both of the type I'm talking about, where where we say certain prayers, prayers of petition, thanksgiving, so forth for other people. But then also that time that we are quiet, and then that the great prayer of the church, the mass. Those are the basics. If we go to mass at least once a week, which is what the church asks us to do and what Jesus actually, actually it's in the 10 commandments, right? Jesus says it, God said it. It's probably a good idea then, yeah? Mass every week. Receive communion if you are able and pray every day in one way or another. That is my not lukewarm challenge for y'all today. Look at your prayer life and just over a week. Look at your prayer life over a week and each day decide on what you're going to do for prayer that day. So on Sunday, you're going to go to mass. Excellent choice. Monday, silent prayer. Tuesday, you're going to pray with scripture. Wednesday, you're going to pray a rosary. Thursday, you're going to make sure that you do prayers of thanksgiving. Friday, Maybe you're going to do prayers of adoration and contrition. And then maybe on Saturday, you're going to go to confession. Those those are an exam. That's an example. It doesn't mean your week is going to look exactly like that. However your week looks is however your week needs to look. But that's my challenge to you is to sit down for a week's worth, map out what you're going to do every day. So you don't need to do everything every day. Each of us can do something every day. And that's going to be my challenge is make out a prayer calendar for a week for yourself. All right. We're going to all try to get back to basics in our prayer life in this year of 2024 that the Pope has asked us to focus on prayer. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I am praying for you and I hope that you will pray for me. If you are interested in having more prayer resources and learning more about how to pray, please sign up for my newsletter. I think you will get a lot out of it. God bless you, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.